1: Uh, make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. A short time after recording the show, we found out that Tua Tungvaloa is in concussion protocol. So his status for next week at this point is uncertain. And it's another fin Fans podcast. Uh today with me is Lewis Ergoni.
0: Hello, my fellow miserable doll fans. Miserable Merry is, is probably the right word. And yes,
1: Merry Christmas to everybody. Mm-hmm. Hopefully everybody had a nice holiday and uh then <laughs> turned on the football game. Right. Hopefully everybody had a real good morning because uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. you know, we had the Packers coming in to our place and, and you know, look, we thought we'd beat this team. We really thought we'd beat this team. And uh, it's not the first time we've been fooled over the past month, but, uh, you know, we, we weren't up to the task. And we can talk about why later. But uh, they came out and, and looked pretty good early, Lewis. Tell us about it.
0: Yeah, they did. I mean, you know, they started off the game with Mozart running the ball really well, fired up. You know, we get down there, we got a third and three, and, you know, a long pass to the end zone again. You know, not a run. You know, I felt the situation there, as a matter of fact, me and you were talking during the game, and we talked about that a little bit, and you know, I just felt running the ball there, they, they couldn't stop us, would have been a good option. You know, keep the drive rolling, take a couple more minutes off the clock maybe, you know, instead, yeah, the thing you I have know, to keep in mind is this was not a good defense we were facing. Right. You know, I mean, you know, they, they try to throw a deep ball down the sideline, very low percentage pass. And it falls incomplete, and we settle for a field goal. We're up three nothing. Um, you know, we kick off to them. They bring it. They have a nice kick return. Very short field. The defense holds. You know, Landon Roberts comes up with a big sack. Defense makes a really, really big stop. I think they only had maybe one first down on that drive after the you know the long kick return, and you got a three-three game. We get the ball back. Waddle takes a little 10, 15-yard out or 15-yard crossing pattern and uh, turns it into an 85-yard touchdown. Just incredible play. Uh, Great speed, you know, cutting back and forth down the sideline. Awesome play. Yeah, it was fun to watch. Exactly. We try an onside kick. It fails. You know, I I didn't agree with it. Um, you know, I felt you just kick the ball off, let our defense go out there and play, maybe come up with a turnover. You know, get Rodgers. You know, knock him around a little bit. No, they give him a short field. It failed. As a matter of fact, it failed horribly. It wasn't even a good onside kick to be honest with you. But that's neither here nor there. I felt that just executing was. Was not a great decision. You know, it doesn't happen early in games. And, um, you know, I understand, you know, because I know me and you talked about this as well, that, you know, that's why you do it maybe because they're not expecting it. But, you know, teams don't do it just for the reason that took place in this. You know, let. Especially
1: when you have, you know, Roger or a guy like Rogers at quarterback. And I understand he's not Aaron Rodgers of five years ago, but that's not really the point. The point is you don't want to give him the football with a short field.
0: You don't. You want to make Green Bay work. You know, it, I mean, listen, you know, our defense does a really good job against the run. So it's going to fall on Rodgers. You want to make the old guy work a little bit. You don't want to give him a short field. So long story short, they have the short field and they tie the game up. And it's 10-10 before you even know it in the first, first quarter. You know, so you're, you're go- we're going back and forth. We had a drive stall on our next possession. You know, the Packers uh, had a fourth and two on their next possession, and um, Rodgers just overshot his receiver down the field. So we we get by there. Um, then Tua hits Tyreek Hill for a long touchdown, and we go up 17 to 10. You're feeling pretty good at this point. And that Packer. was a beautiful play. It was a great play. You know, it was a great play. But that, you know what? You expect that from Tyreek. Of course. he's impossible to cover down the field and the safety just you know he was he was a little bit late you know getting back there to help help out the corner so they go up 17 to 10 the packers get the ball back our defense is playing well and the packers decide to fake a punt and Raycon davis just totally annihilates yep. totally stuffs it we get the ball back and um I'm thinking, man, this is it right here. I mean, this is turning point number one because, you know, you're up 17 to 10, and you've got a short field now. And all you've got to do is just drive the ball a short way, and you're up by two touchdowns, and you can really get Green Bay scrambling around at that point. But, you know, we have a big third and 14 completion to Sherfield on that drive, and then the drive stalls, and we wind up set settling for a field goal. And I felt that right there was, again, turning point number one in this football game. The first opportunity that we had to really put him down by a couple touchdowns and bury him. Um, so we kicked the field goal. We go up 20 to 10. Uh, we're in the second quarter at this point, And the Packers come back out and they go three and out again. And the Dolphins get the ball back right before the half. We're at around the 50-yard line and Mozart has the big fumble. You know, I mean, these things happen. You know, he was going to the ground. The defensive player made a great play. You know, he stripped him of the ball as he was being tackled. You know, it's something you never want to see happen, but it happens every single day in football. You know, it is what it is. You know, the Packers, uh, Siler comes up with a big play. They hold. Wilkins was just absolutely phenomenal. He was stuffing plays and just making great plays all over the field, and they hold Green Bay to a field goal right before the half. Um, they don't give up the touchdown there after the fumble, so the defense, again, did an outstanding job on a short field, once again, because they had the ball around the 50-yard line. They, Green Bay winds up settling for a field goal, and at the half, it's 20-13. to So when you look at this first half, Mike, right, You're looking at a situation where Green Bay has 13 points, right? And at no point among those 13 points did they have to drive the football down the field. That's correct. They had a short field at every turn. You know, on the fumble, they wound up getting a couple first downs, kick a field goal. They have the kick return. They wound up having to settle for a field goal. And then, of course, our onside kick that failed they drove down and they did score a touchdown on that drive but again you know this is a situation where green bay got 13 points and not and they didn't really have to work an awful an awfully hard way about it to get it done you know this is another game lewis where our special teams really let us down They did. Yes, they did. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you know, the kick return at the beginning of the game, I thought they did a pretty decent job the rest of the way, though, Mike, on coverage. Well, you had a missed field goal, right? Well, the missed field goal, yeah, I'm talking about on coverage. You know, we can talk about the field goals and stuff, too, but... you know, the one missed field goal. But, you know, overall, you know, I felt that after that initial kick return, I thought they did a really good job on covering, you know, kicks and punts down the field the rest of the way. Um, you know, so, you know, at the half, it's 2013 and Green Bay's getting the ball. And, um, you know, we put them in a third down situation. And I mean, just no pressure on Rogers whatsoever. He throws a deep ball down the sideline to um, Lewis, the tight end, and um, he didn't catch the football, Mike. And <laughs> whoever's up in our booth upstairs just totally missed it because that was a big third down play. I think it was like a 40-yard completion. I mean, that's a lot of real estate for you not to challenge that. And, um, you know, I just, you know. Well, the Coach spoke about that. He said they did not get the review in time
1: to be able to make any kind of decision on it. They just didn't see it until it was too late.
0: Yeah, well, it was interesting because the very first time they showed the replay, Yep. and this, this is the way I feel, Mike. You know, I feel that they should have, and, and I'm sure they do. I mean, I, I'd be shocked if they don't. They should have somebody upstairs they watching.
1: They do, they have somebody upstairs for exactly that. The TV telecast? No, they don't watch the telecast. They well, watch they, the feed from the truck.
0: Yeah, they, no, they sh- they should watch whatever we were watching because yeah. the second time, right after the play, you know, happened and they showed the replay immediately, I was like, I don't know if he caught that ball. It looked like it hit the ground, you know? And I'm thinking to myself, they got to challenge this and it just never came. So. They may have somebody up there, Mike. But had they been watching the TV telecast and the replay that I saw immediately thereafter, oh, we all they, saw it. You know, yeah, I, they would have yeah. had time. But to they throw didn't see the play. it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's neither here nor there. But I felt that that was a big play because if you stop them again, you know that's a big third down situation. They punt and maybe the game turns around a little bit there. That's turning point number two. They, you know, they come down the field right out of the half and they make it twenty to twenty. Anyway. We get the ball back, <laughs> we miss a field goal on our next possession, and you start thinking to yourself, oh, boy. Here we go again. Here we go. I mean, you know, everything is just falling apart at every turn. <sighs> the Packers get the ball back after the missed field goal, and Kahoo picks a ball off. So you're feeling good because the Packers, I think, were moving the football a little bit at that point. He intercepted the ball in the end zone. They were around the 50-yard line. Yeah, they were
1: picking on Cahoo a little bit earlier in that game,
0: and I was glad to see him get the interception. Yeah, they were. I mean, you know, it's funny because they weren't throwing the ball anywhere near X, man. They threw it his way. Mike, I swear, I think think they threw it once or twice, right? Maybe three times at the most. They weren't even thinking about throwing to his side um didn't even think about it i mean the one time you know he really should have had an interception right. on the play he dropped it yep but um you know you understand why and i mean again we talk about this every week too with x-man i mean they don't even challenge him and they have some pretty good guys on the outside lazard you know the young kid watson's pretty solid dobbs the other you know the young kid is good too uh the other young rookie and um they don't even challenge x-man We get the interception and you're feeling pretty damn good. You're like, all right, here we go. It's still a tie game. We just intercepted him. Our defense made another stop. And Tua turns around and throws pick number one immediately, right? I think it was the next play, wasn't it? It was the play right after. Gave it back to him. Gave it right back to him. The defense stops him. They shut him down. Again, Mike, you know, a situation where they have a short field. The defense comes up big. They keep us in the football game, 23-20. And then from there, Mike, you know, it was all downhill. You know, two more interceptions by Tua. Uh, The defense, even at the end, you know, on the the other um, interception, they wound up holding Green Bay out of the end zone. They kick a field goal. We get the ball back with two minutes, and you're thinking, all right, you know what, somehow, some kind of way, Here we go. We got to put this drive together. Two minutes, plenty of time. I mean, that's a lifetime. You know, we see teams do it week in and week out with less time than two minutes and get in a position to win football games. And I mean, on the second play from scrimmage, he throws another horrible, horrible interception and game over. And that's that. There were all three of those interceptions in the fourth quarter really really just you know any one of those you subtract any one of those three and you still had an opportunity to win this football game any right. one of the three yeah. you know i mean you, you could have subtracted two out of the equation mike and you still could have won this football game and um unfortunately you know and we're now looking at a situation where we're out of the you know we're outside of that playoff bubble and now we're going to need help over the, with two games left. And well, the, yeah, if
1: we win both our games, I believe we're in.
0: Oh, are we? So yeah. we're still, yeah, that's because we're playing New England and the Jets. But yeah. right now, I think we're outside of the bubble, aren't we?
1: I don't think so. I think we're in no, the seventh we're still, spot.
0: No, we're still on that seventh spot. I think so. You know, we're, we're in a bad position right now. Um,
1: Until we win a game, it doesn't matter where we are.
0: Exactly. That's how exactly. I look
1: at it. So I, yeah. I didn't look at it this morning.
0: You have four games in December and four losses. You got anything, Mike? You know we. Oh, I've got about... I've
1: got plenty. But go ahead. You man. know, <laughs> Dan Orlovsky. Orlovsky has been a advocate for Tua pretty strongly for for the last year, and he watched his performance yesterday. And here's what he said. That fourth quarter by Tua would make me very nervous about his future in Miami if I was part of that organization, and I absolutely love Tua. He was lights out for the first three quarters. But the fourth quarter was such a collapse, it would force me to pause. What's happening with Tua uh, catches the snap, and immediately where he looks, teams are slowly starting to not go. Where the natural look is, and saying if you're looking over there, we dare you to throw it over there because we know you're not going. Well, you're not going to. Uh, so basically, what they're saying is, if he looks right, they're not they're not following his eyes. They are staying in their assignments, and because they don't believe his eyes, because he looks people off too much. So. You know, it's a matter of discipline now. So the defense are, defenses are playing with more discipline, and it's costing Tua because what he likes to do is, is not working. Uh, Rex Ryan said this, and Lewis, you and I have spoken about this between ourselves quite often, and uh, here's what he says. Finally, I think people realize this is a one read quarterback, and what I mean by that is when things are in rhythm, he knows exactly where he's going, whether it's through coaching or whatever it is. As soon as you change the math on him, in other words, your uh, defensive pieces aren't where you thought they were going to be, that's where he struggles. And why you saw the three interceptions against the Packers, some people are starting to figure it out. You lay traps out there and that's exactly what Green Bay did. This is what happens against a one-read quarterback and that's what's dangerous about having one. This guy has ability. He's accurate, but as soon as somebody is not where he's supposed to be, that's a problem with him because he's going to struggle, because he's struggling to improvise. And that's exactly what we see. Yeah, Uh, He has trouble going to read 2 and 3 because he feels pressured at that point. And when he feels pressured at that point, you start seeing the happy feet, you start seeing him running into linemen, you know, you start seeing chaos. He's not good at improvising. And uh, you know, that's play at this level. You've got to be able to improvise. You've, you see all the good quarterbacks do it.
0: What I, what I saw yesterday, Mike, was a lot of, and, and I mean, we, we see this all the time. We've been talking about it, as you mentioned, and we've talked about it on the podcast as well. Um, that, that Rex Ryan, what, he, what, what you just quoted him, as saying was was right on i mean you know there was a couple of other nfl analysts that are on a few different shows that were talking the same thing in regard to tua and his inability um the minute that that first and mike did listen he threw three interceptions yesterday but my goodness there were times where there was a screen set up and he just threw the ball and there was nothing there to throw to. Exactly. I mean, the defender he threw it to was, his
1: right, I remember the play.
0: He threw it right. I mean, you have to look at the play and say, this isn't happening. This isn't
1: there, right. I've
0: got to go somewhere else <laughs> or throw it out of bounds or do something. Over the last month, he's done that consistently. Yep. And what that shows me is that here in year three, you know, As we evaluate the season as a whole and Tua as a whole, you start to think about why he's been successful. And you have to look at it and say, well, you know, the addition of Tyreek is a major, major, you know, a major, major attribute for him, right? Yep. And the scheme. But him as a quarterback and his development, you know, over the past month, Mike we're seeing a lot of the same old Tua. And it's simply because as the first guy you quoted mentioned, the teams are starting to understand, you know, what, what his situation is. You know, you look at all of his physical attributes, Mike, once you get him off of that mark and he has to improvise, it's a problem because of his arm strength. The physical attributes aren't there. His inability to move around in the pocket in a way i mean you you saw a master doing it yesterday did you see aaron he looked like fred astaire out there he was bouncing in and out and back and forth and to the left and to the right
1: Look, you know we saw marino do it at the highest level for years as far as his pocket presence and his ability to evade the rusher and he was not athlete he was not an athlete when it came to running he could he, he could he couldn't he, couldn't he had too many
0: braces on his yeah, knees. Mike, he
1: couldn't run. So I, I equate him to Tua. Tua can't run either, but he's got to have that poise in the pocket. And when things start to break down around him, he's you know he's like a ping pong ball. He, he he doesn't you know he he doesn't evade it very well.
0: If he moves left or right, Mike, and he tries to attempt to pass, he can't. He just can't do it. He can't get enough. He doesn't have the arm strength to get the ball down the field on occasion he gets it done but a lot of the times they're floaters and it has a lot to do with the fact that you've got some really fast guys on the outside that are capable of of you know getting some separation there but you know when you look at it as a whole when he a lot of the times he's throwing the football to his first read regardless
1: Yep, that's basically true
0: when his first read is not there all of a sudden, he, he goes into panic mode immediately. You know, it's like he's shitting in his pants. The minute that the first guy's not, he's like, uh-oh, now what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do now? He panics. They showed, they showed a few replays yesterday, Mike, where he had, there was one specific play where he had Mozart, uh, Mozart going right across the middle of the field, right in front of him. And once his in, he looked at him and he didn't throw the football. Throw the ball. Throw the football. And it, it, it would have resulted in some plays. Mike, listen, there's, I didn't like, we, we know all this, right? What I didn't like yesterday out of him was the attitude. I, I felt he was defeated after the first interception. They had opportunities twice more. And he just seemed like he was defeated on the sideline after the first interception. I felt that yesterday and me and you talked about this a little bit yesterday that the energy on the offensive side was just not there it didn't match I mean, the energy like, on the it,
1: defensive side
0: I mean you're this is a home game after you've been on the road for 3 weeks yeah and you've got 3 losses and I mean you need to come out and be jacked I mean just jacked for 4 quarters you go out there and you just Get in people's asses, you know, and I didn't see it. I didn't see the leadership. I didn't see the intensity. I mean, you look across on the defensive side and guys like Wilkins and Phillips and these guys are just busting their asses. Eric Rowe laying people out, right? He knocked Watson out of the football game. Landon Roberts, Raekwon Davis, Siler, go across the board. These guys are out there and they're kicking ass and you look over on the offensive side and there's just no energy and that has to come from your quarterback and it didn't happen in a game that was an absolute necessity. And he doesn't have the physical attributes. So what is he has to, his smarts has to be there. Yep. Okay. His leadership has to be there. His intensity has to be there. None of the above. You can't check off any of those boxes. So, you know, at this point, you know, I feel that there's a lot of plays across the game, you know, missed field goals, you know, penalties, so on and so forth. But, you know, direct losses, you can't put them on one person's back. I don't feel the coaching staff made some smart decisions. And, the play calling at times are bad. But you know what? Maybe the play calling is what it is because two is simply limited, and that's why they run a lot of the same things that he does well. But, you know, I mean, listen, we, we've, we've hit a dead end here. And yeah, well, uh, <laughs> go ahead, Mike.
1: Well, McDaniel has to take some accountability here. Right. Because over to the past extent. four weeks, we're running the same offense that we were running four weeks ago. Uh, He's got to understand that teams are wise to what they're doing, and he's got to have a counterattack. He's got to have something else that he can go to that Tua can perform that will be more successful.
0: Well... I mean, there's two ways of looking at this, Mike. Um, you know, we, we, can, we can go backwards to the San Francisco game, and there were guys open until it just wasn't hitting them. Right. Um, the San Diego game was a whole different story. Yes. Uh, it, this green. I don't Bay- like
1: to point out the San Francisco game because, look, every quarterback is entitled to one of those games, okay? And And that happens. But collectively, over the four games, we're seeing patterns that are not good.
0: It's a situation where he's very limited in what he does well. And that's where it begins and that's where it ends. And there comes a point where, you know, as as a quarterback in your third season, you have to become a leader. You've got a lot of new guys on this offense, right? And you've got veterans. You've been surrounded by guys like Tyreek Hill. Uh, Armstead, Williams, Moser, right? These are all guys that have been in the playoffs. Yeah. Wilson, junior. I mean, these guys have all been around. They're veteran players, but you're the quarterback. You have to bring the energy. You have to make plays. Yesterday was a complete failure on his part.
1: We'd like to throw a shout out to DraftKings for sponsoring our show and, uh, Here's a little message, and we'll be right back. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. I trust them. You get your money when you're supposed to. Everything is above board. Now, right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Now, check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost. The bigger your shot to win big. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Look, I think we've laid it out pretty clearly with these comments. When things are on script, he's very, very capable. But when things go off script when what he wants there isn't there, that's when the trouble starts. He's not good at going to the second and third read, and when he has to do that, he's kind of panics. I mean, I don't know how else to say it it's a it's not a frantic panic, but mentally he panics and and I think that shows on the field uh so You know, the coach has to figure out how to, how to fix that. And I don't know if you can fix that, you know, maybe they can do it with more of what we've been asking for, you know, screens and slants and stuff like that. But they tried a slant yesterday and they got in trouble with it. So,
0: well, it showed, I mean, that shows over the course of the game, Mike, but those interceptions in the fourth quarter, he just got it and threw it. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were just his first read. He just threw it. And on two of the, two of the plays. The, I mean, th- this is happening way too often where he's throwing balls up and the receivers aren't even ready for the football. Two out of the three interceptions. The defense is baiting him, Lewis. I mean, yeah, but the receivers aren't even looking for the football. Okay, I mean, but that's Gesicki- part of the
1: offense, though. It's a timing offense, so you're going to throw it maybe right as they start to make that
0: break, you know what I mean? It's it, it's part of the offense. I don't think that's on Tua. I, I think it 110% is. I mean, you're talking about a few different guys here. You're not talking about the same guy making the same mistakes over and over again. No, I don't I, mean, I don't
1: think it's a mistake. That's what I'm saying. I, I just think it's a part of the timing offense.
0: It's, it's, it's a horrible decision. That, that's what it boils down to. Well, I mean, he's got to
1: look at the defense and see if that play is there. That's where that anticipation has to come in. You know, everybody says he's great. He has great anticipation. Well, if he's throwing into something that's not there, he's got to see that.
0: He's done it consistently for for a month now. And, you know, again, you know, a long, the long pass to in, in a perfect world, Mike, when the pocket's set up and he's able to just wind up and throw the deep ball to Tyreek Hill, who can't be covered. Great, you know. But again, you know, how many times are we going to talk about? you know, these situations where everything has to line up perfectly in order for us to succeed. Now, he got sacked, I think, once or twice yesterday. There was no pass. I mean, he wasn't getting affected by Those three interceptions had nothing to do with pressure at all. Now, some of the other mistakes that he could have made, I mean, he made some really poor decisions in the pocket, shuffling balls and fumbling another one and so on and so forth to where you know, sometimes you just got to eat a sack and call it a day, or at least throw the football away and you know live to see another day. He made some really poor decisions. You know, I I, I just don't know what else to say. I really he was sacked I mean, twice.
1: He was hit twice. He had four hurries, so eight pressures.
0: You look at Aaron Rodgers at the age of whatever he may be, and the, his ability. Like I said earlier, you know, when, when we, we I was talking about this, he avoided pressure calm as calm as calm yep. as can be and 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 created plays whether he ran with the football threw the ball away or completed passes down the field um you know we're watching young guys across the nfl do it and we're watching 40 year old men do it you know there comes a point where he is what he is and this is what you have in tua if if we feel and if the organas- organization feels that. Hey, this is you know we're we're okay with this then that's fine. But you know, in my eyes, you know, I'm seeing a lot of the same things. You know, we didn't come out on the podcast and and you know specifically say these things when things were going well. Um, we did touch on it a little bit, but you well, know, somebody
1: we- asked me that, you know, because we were talking on the uh, page yesterday. And I said, "Look, we'd sound like idiots if we came out and bashed the kid when when he doesn't deserve it when he's winning, if he's winning, he's winning. things are working, they're working, so you're you're not going to say it, but we've talked about it, and we've felt this way since the minute he became a dolphin.
0: Well, I'm talking about this season in general, Mike, in regard to you know his success and as to why he's had success, you know we you know we tried to talk to people and explain to them, say, hey, listen, slow your roll because it has a lot to do with scheme and it has a lot to do with personnel around Yep. that are making him look a lot better than he actually is. We're still seeing a lot of the same things that he does not do well. He's not getting better in, in, in certain ways. Um, you know, at times he does. But, you know, Mike, you can't you can't see. You know him play, uh, you know have a few really good plays to where he does the right thing, um, you know once every three weeks or whatever the case may be. You know he's very limited in the type of quarterback he is. You know um,
1: it's it's like a pass rusher. If all he's got is one move, he's not going to be successful. Right. And it's the same thing with your quarterback. If he's only good at one thing, he's not going to be successful.
0: But what is that one thing? What is his accuracy when things are working properly? I mean, this is, listen, this is the NFL. You know, the world's not perfect and the yep. NFL definitely isn't perfect. You are not going to have a perfect scenario play in and play out in the NFL. There's, there's 11 guys on defense that are, that are doing everything they can to Defensive stop
1: coordinators are smart. They're yep. not dumb people. <laughs> they're, you know, we've had a few we thought were dumb, but they're really not dumb people.
0: No, none, uh, none of the coaching in the NFL, I no, feel, is, is no, dumb. They're, you know, they're
1: all experts at what they're doing. And they're going to watch this quarterback, and they're going to pick apart his faults. And that's what you see happening.
0: There's Mike, there's times where that, – and that's exactly right. There's times where your execution and your players that are involved in that execution – just there's nothing you can do about it. Exactly. I mean, I've said it all season long. There's no corners in the league that can cover either one of our guys. They just can't. They can't do it.
1: They don't have the quickness.
0: They yeah. they, they don't. There's, it doesn't matter. These guys are – you can't cover them. They're always going to be open no matter what you do. So it's up to our quarterback when these guys are somewhat – getting taken out of the game to make adjustments on certain plays. and get got other players. I mean, listen, on the on first interception, Mike, there was four or five guys around Tyreek I Hill. I know. And on the and second he one. It. The second believe one it or was, not, but no, but this is – let me finish my point. Go ahead. There were four or five guys around Tyreek Hill on that play, and he was still open, and he overshot him. He yeah. just threw the ball 10 feet high. But my point is is that and this is my point, is that they can do all they can to cover this guy. He's still going to get open, and two is still going to find them on occasions. But is that the right read when four or five friggin guys are around one player on our football team? It probably isn't.: it Probably isn't. You're relying on him instead of what you're seeing, And great, yeah, he's open, so hit him. But there's, that means somebody may be wide open somewhere else on the field. And you have to do that from time to time. You have to get defenses thinking in a different way or this is, this is the results of your offense. With the guys that we have talent-wise on offense to score 20 points against that defense yesterday is pathetic. We played San Diego when they were down four defensive starters and we did nothing. I mean, this is just—it's—it's it's unacceptable. It is what it is. There's the a,
1: second yeah. interception. Lewis was not on Tua. That was on Mozart. He yep. uh, ran the wrong pattern. Yeah. So it happens. So you, it you happens. Can, you can forgive that one because it really wasn't on to him. Uh, but it doesn't change what we've been talking about.
0: Right. I mean, there's listen. There's mistake Mozart made. You know, he had the fumble. There's a lot of blame to be passed around. Yep. But when all of that is said and done, Mike, all of it's said and done, you still had opportunities to win this football game. And, you know, making two passes that result in 14 points over the course of a four-quarter four, four game is not good enough. right? A lot of plays have to be made in between. I mean, against Buffalo last week, we talked about it. Um, as good a game as they had, they had opportunities on third downs and shorts over and over again last week that they failed on. And you have to convert those. The good quarterbacks do this sort of thing. You know, it is what it is. Well, Um, I
1: I want to repeat what Orlovsky said. He just part of it. That fourth quarter by Tua would make me very nervous about his future in Miami. If I were part of that organization. Okay, now, Orlowski has been in his quarter as much as any cheerleader he has, and that comment coming from him concerns me, okay? And the, the other thing is, I think Rex Ryan just nailed it, because he's talking about his inability to, to improvise, and I think that, right. that nails it, that, you know, Tua wants to go where the play is, and he's not always thinking that, you know, that's not there. And that's a problem. He's got to know when a play isn't there. Uh, so
0: you got it, Mike. There's it, it happens in the NFL all the time. Of course I mean, it does. You know, take the interceptions out of the equation, mm-hmm. and you know, you just look at certain times where you know he's throwing balls, and you're like, well, what? What is he thinking? Isn't he well, seeing that guy yeah. being draped? I mean on on the screen, you know, where he's supposed to get the ball and throw it. I mean, how many times do you see guys, quarterbacks in the NFL look and the screen's not there. They just throw the ball into the ground. He threw the ball right at the defender. I think it hit him in the ass. He didn't even have time to turn around and, and, and see the play coming. You know, Tua just got the ball out so quick, just threw it over there. And there was nothing there. I think there were two defenders there that had an opportunity at the ball. That play was not there at all. So what do you do? You take the ball and you tuck it in, and you try to do something else with it. Whatever the case may be, or throw the ball into the ground. That's when
1: you have to improvise. And and he didn't do that. You know, he he bypassed improvising and tried to force a play. Yeah. So you know, you do that, you're going to get in trouble a lot of the time, and that's 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 life in the NFL now. Right now, to me, I mean, I'm not saying Tua's got to go or anything like that, okay? These are his limitations. And if McDaniel can't find a counter to what's happening, then we have a problem with the quarterback. Flores already took a look at Tua and he decided he wasn't the answer. Right. Uh, McDaniel has not reached that point yet that we know of. We're going to find out pretty soon. Right. So, well,
0: I mean, I think. You know, McDaniel is in a situation where, you know, what was he going to do otherwise, Mike? I mean, you right. know, he comes in. He's got to work with Tua. Of course. And I, you know, I felt that, I, I feel that, you know, he's done as much as he can with what he can do with him. I mean, We're you We're going to find
1: that out, right? right? We've got two games to see if he's got, if he's got another move, you know.
0: I listen. If we haven't seen it over the last four weeks, I mean, yesterday was the day that you know yeah. that you felt, yeah, you know that we were going to see something. The week before, I but felt he the hasn't Buffalo. had a fourth
1: quarter like that in his career. Here, I mean, he was he was just awful, and, and he hasn't he hasn't done that. So, you
0: but it's know, not only the fourth quarter, Mike, and it's not only the interceptions; it's the course of the game. Well, you know, yes. put them away. You know make make the plays to put these teams away. They had an opportunity early on, and they put the ball in his hands, and we didn't get it done I mean you know when when you're third and three, listen, how many times uh, have we talked about over the last month running the football on third and shorts and not doing it? he's putting it into his hands, and they're not getting it done over and over again. they're failing on these third and shorts and You know, it it comes a point where you're like, okay, you can blame the coach all you want, but, you know, the quarterback's got to make the plays, right? I mean, you know, somehow, some kind of way, he's got to read to where, hey, a guy's covered. You know, I got to go to my second option or my third option, or I've got to tuck the ball and run. You know, you're seeing younger guys that are drafted much later Doing great things in the NFL right now. I mean, this kid Purdy in San Francisco is playing very, very well because he's playing poised football. He, he's he's nothing bothers him, you know. Um, and no, I don't people, want to people would to have it. said
1: that about two, you know, six seven weeks ago.
0: Well, again, you know, we're in a position where you know he's had a very very good season. I mean, even his numbers yesterday. You could look at numbers sixteen to twenty five, three hundred ten yards. Yeah. You know, you throw the you take the three interceptions out of the equation and you're looking at this and you're like, "Wow, that's a pretty solid football game, right?" But, you know, they're getting it few and far between and they're big chunks of yardage, but there's no drives. There's just, right. you know, lately you know, you don't, they don't put anything together and finish a drive. I mean, when well, it you
1: know, we've talked about using other personnel besides Waddle and Hill, and 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 they tried yesterday. I mean, they they did throw to a bunch of different people, but they're not throwing the people, you know, guys down the field. Well, and right. uh, you know, I mean, they've got to be balanced. So, so I mean, it's tough. But
0: Mike, I mean, wh- where are th- where are the tight ends in our offense? I mean, honestly, I mean. Gasecki had a catch down the field for 24 yards at some point in the game. I don't remember what quarter it was, and that was great. He was wide open, wide hmm. open down the sideline. You know, so what do they do the next time they throw to him? Is on the very last, you know, our very last offensive play when he threw, you know, that pass in the flat. That you know, Gasecki wasn't open. Even the guy behind the guy that intercepted it would have intercepted it. There was a corner over there, and that play wasn't going to be successful one way or another. That's it. That's Gasecki's that's day in a nutshell. Two targets. I mean, you know, it, it, it's a situation where you're not utilizing everybody on the field as you, as you should. Or Tua is just saying, yeah, they're on the field, but I trust in Tyreek Hill and I trust in Waddle. And those are the guys that I'm going to. I mean, we saw this last year. You know, Waddle got targeted how many right. times? A you lot. Know, yeah had a hundred receptions. Right. And I, and- look,
1: I understand that they're, they they're, they're your marquee players. They're, they're, they're your all-stars, so to speak. I get that, but the defense gets that too. So, you know, you've got to give the defense pause. You've got to be throwing, you know, getting everybody else involved. So they're not keying as much on Hill and Waddle. Yeah. But, uh, look, these guys are doing phenomenally as far as those two players, you know, they're, they're. They're pretty good, but you know, Waddle has been limited at times, and uh, they've got to have other answers. You know,
0: they have to, Mike. They have to do whatever is necessary to win football games. In the end, you know, you're losing week in and week out, and you know, there, as I said before, there's blame to be spread around. I mean. They didn't play a clean game yesterday. They had a lot of penalties in the first half. I mean, I think every offensive line, for the love of God, except for Shell, <laughs> had a penalty. Right? I mean, you know, Williams had one, and Hunt had one, and you you never see Hunt get penalized in any way. Armstead had a penalty yesterday. I mean, it was it was collective. It was... Hunt
1: holds from time to time, but yeah. you know it. <laughs> They, they the didn't lose goal. yesterday because of the offensive line, right. in my opinion.
0: You know? The field goal, right. They missed the field goal. You know? And, and you know, some of this stuff can come back to bite you in the ass when it's all said and done. Yep. But you know, the bottom line is, is that you know, we had opportunities in that fourth quarter over and over again. Um, you you know, know, they say
1: it's a team game, and I firmly believe that. Yes. And, but we're looking at the quarterback when we're talking about Tua right and uh you know he's the one that had the miserable fourth quarter yesterday i don't think the team had a miserable fourth quarter (laughs) you know right so you know i mean we've we've got to talk about what we see and i think everybody sees everybody saw it so i i don't think we're we're uh out of line in any way you know but as far as the dolphins yeah there's 53 guys that have to do their jobs if they plan on having any kind of long-term success
0: Absolutely, I mean, you know you look at you look at the defense and you know the pieces that were taken away from it, and the fact that some of the pieces that were added aren't being major contributors, and they're still holding it together i mean you know again, Chubb yesterday, I don't remember seeing him in on a play whatsoever i i didn't I didn't see him anywhere on the field yet you know the defense is holding it together. I mean, no Needham, no Jones all year. They lost Brandon Jones in the secondary. And somehow, some kind of way, they're holding it together. It's because we have guys that are just playing. You know, you mentioned Kahu. He's out there and he's busting hump. I mean, these guys are playing with a lot of energy. And, you know, it's got to come from somebody on the offense. It's got to. And, um, you know, Tyreek and Waddle bring it. You know, they bring it every single week, but my goodness, I mean, your quarterback's got to get these guys jacked up. He's got to show a little bit more enthusiasm out there. You know, I I just felt the energy, Mike. It was, it was the, it was, I don't even, I don't even know how to explain it. But as I turned the game on, it sounded like the crowd was pretty fired up and everything. And I just, I just didn't see that spark from the offense. You know what I mean? To where, they were all jacked up and, you know, just really excited about, hey, let's get this win, and we're, you know, almost guaranteed a playoff spot. You know, I mean, we did three losses. Oh, I mean, you know, just, a, just not a great effort. And, you know.
1: Just to relate to Chubb for a second, he was in for 19 plays yesterday. Of those 19 plays, he had two pressures.
0: Yeah. I mean. So that
1: was his game. And, and you know, that 19 got him a 16 how three, 5 huh? How many
0: plays? Did I don't they, know how many Green Bay. Uh, ran, def- ran. No, yeah, Deion. I mean that that sounds like about half a game.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. He got hurt. Kuhu um, played forty-two plays. If that gives you, you know, an idea, he played the most at forty-two.
0: But you know, so. you see Van Ginkel and guys like that come in for him, and you see him making plays. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, to me, you know, again yesterday,
1: he's got two and a half sacks on the season.
0: Yeah. Two and a half sacks for, no, you know, giving up a number one pick for him and paying him that kind of money, in my eyes, is not cutting it. I mean, it's just not. They would have, as far as I'm concerned, they would have been better off with the guys that they had rotating in and out with Van Ginkle and whatnot and um, rolling with that. I mean, you know, no difference, not a difference maker, Mike. You know, that's what it all boils down to. Um, you know, Wilkins, difference maker. Phillips, difference maker. You know. um, you know, with those guys playing as well as they are, I mean, with the way Wilkins is playing, Mike, these guys that are playing defensive end should be, I mean, he, he's breaking down the middle. I mean, he, wherever he's coming from, he's breaking it down. But, yep. they're, but they're not doing it collectively as a group across that line. You know, they're, they're, there's something lacking there. And these receivers that are running out for patterns, I mean, we're just seeing too much disconnection with them not running the right patterns or not looking for football. I mean, we saw Tyreek Hill and Waddle do it last week or the week before to where they weren't looking for patterns. I don't know what is going on there, but there's definitely they, this offense has not been crisp at all. I mean, you know, people look at it and say, oh, well, you know, we had that long bomb for a touchdown. Waddle had the touchdown. But take away those type of plays from your offense and you start realizing that there's not an awful lot there. There's not an awful lot of substance there at all. I mean, you know, you go back to the, the Detroit game where the offense was just boom, boom, boom. It was just clicking. Um, you know, I think in the Chicago game, it was, you know, boom, you know, they were clicking well, but my goodness, I mean, you know, you can't have two decent games over the course of, uh, you know, a seven, eight week period to where, you know, you're, you're playing that type of football and the rest of the games, there's just total disconnection. And for us at this point in the season to still have disconnection tells me that you know the coaching is not doing the job that they should be doing either. And I know we've been critical of Tua but as you mentioned earlier, you know McDaniel's got to get some blame here too. I, I just like don't McDaniel.
1: Know. Don't don't take me wrong. I like McDaniel. I think he's a, he's going to be a good coach. I do
0: too. I think I he's like having him, some,
1: you know, some first year pains here that that he's going to need to deal with.
0: Yeah, I mean some of the decision making, you know, play calling um, some of the you know some of the decisions they made in this football game, the inability to incorporate you know guys that that are making pretty decent money on this football team. I mean, you know, there's guys like Gasecki, Cedric Wilson. They're making some decent money, Mike, and they're non-contributors for a long. I mean, basically Wilson the whole season, Gasecki. Honestly, hasn't done anything in roughly two months now. You know, I say this week in and week out.
1: Well, and I think we all have beat that to death.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, it's up to him as the offensive genius as he is, Mike, to somehow get these guys involved. Somehow, some kind of way.
1: Well, if that's going to help him win, that's what he's got to do.
0: It's a, exactly. They have to. I mean, 20 points against this Green Bay team. That San Diego defense, the amount of points they scored, it's just not good. It's not good. Not good stuff at all.
1: Lewis, it was not a fun game yesterday to watch. Um, you know, we, we've... <laughs>
0: it was a fun game up until... Well, up
1: until. Okay, you know, up until. that yeah. There's a but there. And uh, so, to me, it was not a fun game to watch because I, I felt miserable after it.
0: And, did you uh, listen to Strahan, Mike, you know, after no, the game? No, I did not. You know, the comment. He said that... My God, he said if if this team executes properly they 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 should have killed Green Bay. That's, well, we, that we, we all know words. that that's
1: why we made the predictions we made.
0: I mean you know as he, <laughs> but this is is the game I mean listen, it's one thing to make predictions and so on and so forth, but as the game unfolds, you know things, different things happen, but you know even even under those circumstances, they were in a position to really just you know
1: how do you fix it, Lewis?
0: I don't know if you do Mike, I really don't. I mean, you know, at this point in the season, I mean, you're 15 games in. I mean, if you haven't if you haven't fixed it at this point, I don't know if you're going to. I think that uh, you know, we'll do the preview show for the Patriots on Wednesday, but uh-huh. um I'm telling you, they're in for a world of shit up there. All right, Louisa, how do you fix it? You fix it by winning. Uh, you know, you got to go up to New England. Cold weather, the home field crowd, you you now gave this team life. I mean, we could have basically buried them, um, you know, with a win yesterday. It would have been very difficult. I mean, it was going to be a difficult game for us anyway. Um, But now that we have given them a hope and a little bit of breathing, you know, they still have life in them, uh, you know, to make a playoff. You know, to to become one of the playoff teams, they're they're, going to be intent on, you know, on beating us. And, uh, you know, Belichick, Mike, (laughs) he's the best, you know, at taking away your best guy. I mean, you know, they're going to try and take Tyreek out of the game. And, um, you know, know,
1: that's fine. (laughs) They're going to have
0: to come up with a big game plan. And, um, you know, it's going to be. If you're McDaniel, though, how do you fix it? Mike, you have to come up with a game plan, and and you know what, Mike? You know we've talked about this for the last four weeks, uh, even longer. You know me, you, Daniel, and I've told you guys time in and time out that I understand what you're saying. When we do the preview shows, where they're going to run the ball, they're going to. Daniel, a couple weeks ago, said it's something to the effect that Kosicki will be a big part or they, you I, know, know. I feel they're going to incorporate them, this and that.
1: Well, it's because we feel they have to do other things and they're not.
0: They ha- we haven't seen any of it. So what would lead you to believe, and I know I'd, I've said this before, that they're going to do anything but different.
1: I asked you a question. You're asking me questions.
0: I want the answer. How do you fix it? You have to come up with a game plan that's very balanced. And that does that we've talked about that. I mean, screens and you know, getting getting your running backs involved in the flats. You know, even in I don't care if ingold catches ten balls in the flat for 50 60 yards, as long as they're you know they're getting first downs and they're extending drives. That's all you need to do. You know, draw plays, um, anything, end the rounds. You know, the, the do you the think that fixes too?
1: Do you think, in other words, do you think becoming more um, spread out? Do you think that will help cure Tua
0: of his one-read problem? I, no, it, it's not. It, it nothing is going. Tua is Tua. It's that simple. And I think that you know you can manage him, but you know in the game of football, Mike, you know teams are going to make adjustments. And, you know, you can go out there and you can try to beat him with, you know, with, with you know, trickery and all this kind of stuff. But in the end, you know, there's going to come a situation where you got to make plays and he's got limitations and it's as simple as that. I mean, you know, we're going to see this week, Mike, cold weather, you know, out of the pocket, trying to, you know, get the ball down the field a little bit. It's not going to be an easy task for them. You know, they did a good job in Buffalo. I felt that the game plan running the football a lot in the first half was very successful. And, you know, they're going to have to incorporate something like that. But, you know, New England's going to be ready for it, Mike. And um, they're going to have to do something. I mean, they have enough personnel, I feel, that um, they can get it done. Um you know, maybe implement a third receiver and have Sherfield or Cedric Wilson or somebody like that you know have seven, eight, nine catches in this game, um you know, underneath or whatever the case may be, smite you know getting catches, five or six catches for fifty sixty yards. All of these guys doing something to that effect would be very beneficial. They don't have to be fifteen twenty yard passes down the field. They can incorporate some of these things that extend, extend the chains, put drives together, and, and get us points inevitably when it's all said and done. Um, you know, New England's offense is not a juggernaut. Um, you know, so, you know, I feel that this is a game to where if the offense gets to 20 points, you can win it. Getting to those 20 points up there, I think, is going to be a tough task. This is a good defense they're going up against. Yes, it this is,
1: team. and they'll have another good defense with the Jets
0: and uh, the jets are another situation i mean you know listen you know you've got a lot of veterans on this football team and uh, it's time to lead <laughs> it's time to lead and you know boy if if we if we don't get things done over these next two weeks guys guess what you know you've got next season unless you can make a bunch of trades <laughs> and do some crazy stuff you know this is our football team going in the next year as yeah, well so much. I mean, there's
1: going to be a few changes, I'm sure, and they'll free up some cap money because of it, you know? Right. There always is. But there's not going to be the kind of uh, signings like we saw
0: this year. Right. You're not going to see a major, major turnover. I mean, you're going to see a lot of, you know, you may lose some really valuable players. It could happen. I mean, you're going to. I mean, it's inevitable. You're going to, but... That's you know, cool. we'll talk about that in the future
1: but uh, right now our focus has got to be on the New England uh Patriots and we'll talk about that on Wednesday
0: all righty let's uh like we gotta regroup and do something so that's it sick. all right
1: thanks for joining me Lewis I know you're a little under the weather today I appreciate it
0: for a few reasons, yep.
1: Yep, and right. uh, th- thanks for listening, everybody. And we know it's a depressing topic, and uh, but it's got to be spoken about. It has to do with our football team. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, until Wednesday, Fins up, everybody.
0: Fins up, the fans.
1: All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans Podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin podcast network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right. Until next time, be well and take care.